All right. Welcome to another episode of What Does It Take? Today, I have Brenda Torres with me. Brenda, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Getting through this morning. Um, you know, I had the remote day yesterday, kind of slowed things down a little bit, but I'm excited to kind of get back to it today. Um, how's it going for you? How are, how's school going? How's, how's life going right now? Well, school's a little hard with uh, you know, remote learning and everything, but, you know, it is what it is. Sure. So you're kind of getting through it. What's, what's hard about school for you right now? Um, I think just the aspect of, like, learning online and having to, like, learn everything as if uh, we were in person is, is challenging. Yeah. Do you feel, like, distracted all the time or... Like you just wish you were the, the social part is missing or you just don't yeah. as well. Yeah. Distract. Like there's a lot of distractions at home, obviously. And it's just, I guess the learning in person is a lot easier just because you have that person right there, like the teacher that you can like ask like anything at any point. And it's, I guess the same over like online learning, but it's a lot more, um, you know, it's a lot more scary to ask questions and yeah, the distractions. Interesting. Interesting. Um, why do you think it's so distracting for, or, or more difficult for kids? Cause I hear that over and over again. Kids are like, ah, oh, it's just, it's overwhelming to ask a question now comparative to being in person. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just cause it's like a new thing. It's just, it, I mean, in, in actual school like physically school like you know who's in the classroom you know more the people you're more comfortable because it's in person and like you know we've been in school in person for I don't know since kindergarten since like five years old so it's like it, you're used to it and then online it's it's a new experience so it's like scary sure sure it's kind of like everyone's getting that audio of your voice of you asking a question and it, it's almost like it compounds that like nervousness of asking a question in regular class because it's not like, oh, people can't hear or whatever. Everyone can hear. Everyone's yeah. for sure. Um, okay, let's let's jump into some more um, questions kind of about your journey and, and where you're going and, and what you're doing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your upbringing and are, you know, where are you from? Are you from Wheeling? Did you, have you moved around a little bit? Um, I, I am from Prospect Heights, so I don't really live in Wheeling, but, um, yeah, I went to Holmes Middle School, um, I've been basically running since elementary school, actually, at Whitman, um, and it's just, you know, it just kind of, uh, I took it more seriously starting, like, uh, middle school, I think, and then high school is when, I, like, it was, I was like, oh, this is what I really, really want to do, like in college, maybe. Wow. So how did you, how did you get your start? What got you kind of into running in, in elementary, elementary school? Um, well, um, we would do this, like, there's like this, like, race at the end of the year, I think. And it's like with all of, like, um, the whole districts, like elementary schools. And, you know, you would... Um, run like a mile every like day during lunch to train for it um and then also there was girls on the run which is a program for obviously like girls to run and then at the end it was like a, a small race 
Um, and again, you would train a lot for those. And my brother was also a runner and he was really into running. So just, I mean, seeing him um, be successful, I was like, oh, this is kind of something I want to do. And so um, when I got to middle school um, and my brother had done cross country and track, I was like, you know what? I want to do it too, just because it went so well for me in elementary school. Why not try it in middle school? Nice. So, so you were having some success in elementary school. You felt like you enjoyed taking that time at lunch to train and then also at the end of the year competing. Um, did you place pretty high in that race? Did you did you take first or? Um, I don't remember exactly, but I know I got like second or third, one of those. So yeah, placing I, pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome that that Whitman had that at the time. Hopefully, they still have things like that. They're promoting a lot of health and stuff and uh, health and fitness, um, especially for girls, which is great. Um, why, why do you like why do you like athletics? Why do you like performing? I think it's it's um, it's kind of like it gives you a reward for the hard work you do, and it's like it all pays off. It feels like it all pays off at the end. You know, like you've worked so hard for this, um, like this last race or this last competition or whatever it is. And if you worked hard enough, that hard work gets recognized by how well you do. And then it's also, it helps teach you discipline, you know, like um, having to go to practice every day and make sure you're eating healthy and making sure, um, you know, things like that. It teaches you discipline and helps you like know that you have to take it seriously and it's something you have to work hard on. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of, you know, most sports, but especially running, I think some of the things you talked about discipline, being there every day, that's important for everything. But the importance I feel like of eating healthy as a, as a runner is so important because if you have a bad meal, you know, like you could still kind of get through basketball or football or whatever, most games, you know, but like, man, I got to show up and run for an hour and I just had McDonald's, like I'm going to bar, you know, I feel terrible. Um, I could definitely see that being, having more of a role than maybe in some other sports. Um, I kind of want to jump into um, something that I think a lot of people say, and you've probably heard over and over again, and it's probably makes your eyes roll, but the idea of, of running as, as your, um, activity, you know, it can be, um, you know, really something that kind of people roll their eyes at, right? Like, oh my gosh, like, how do you run? How do you, what, how is that your thing? So what, what, what do you like about running and uh, what makes it enjoyable for you that you think maybe separates you from other people that would never want to be uh, a runner? I think it has to do, I mean, it's a lot about like the team too, like having like a good set of people that you can run with and that you enjoy running with and that are there is something that really helps. Um, but in terms of just like running, like not even on a team or anything, just running, um, it's really, again, like I said, it, it helps just kind of show like, oh, my hard work that I'm putting into this is paying off. Even if you're not training or running for a race, it's like, oh, at first I could barely run an eight minute mile, but now because I've been training, I can run a seven or a 630. You know, it's like all your hard work 
is going to be recognized like by numbers and you're going to be able to like see how much you're improving you know it's like a it's a it's a, it's a thing you like you, you can physically see it like the numbers on your phone screen or um you know the place you get in a race or something like that sure so you you kind of feel like there's there's an intrinsic automatic well extrinsic really reward built into running where you can see like yesterday i ran a seven minute mile or, or last week and this week I got six, six minutes and 50 seconds. I'm really improving. So that's kind of built into it. Whereas in like something like basketball, again, you can't really tell if you're getting better necessarily. Um, that's really cool. Um, I was kind of trying to think like more in the, in the lines of like, you have people that like to run and really enjoy it. Right. There's people that are like, Oh man, I love running. Right. They're kind of almost like addicted to it. And then you have people who are like, oh my God, I would rather do anything than run. I go to yoga, I lift weights. I just, oh, I can't do it. I can't do cardio. What do you think separates those two different types of people? I think there's like a, I think there's like a really like a kind of not negative, but when people think of running, they think of like, oh, I'm going to run like 10 miles and it's going to be so exhausting and I have to go fast. And, you know, cause just because I mean, running is thought of as something that's, that's very, very exhausting. And it's just, why would anyone want to do it? But I think it's, some people know that you can basically run just half a mile or a mile. And that's like, that has, that can be enough for you. And some people are just scared of the idea of running in general, just because again, they think they're going to have to run um, a long, long time for any results or anything. And it's kind of, you know, you know, your own body, you know, how much you can handle and you know when it's enough. So I think that's something people should learn about running. And it's not as scary as people think it is. Um, again, you can go as slow as you want. You can do as at least the amount of mileage as you want. It's just you're, you'll get better, better eventually and it, it will get easier. My coach um, always says when new girls come to practice, she's like, you know, just give it two weeks. It will hurt for like a week or two, but just give it two weeks and it will just be fine. Like just two weeks, that's all I need. Yeah, so your body definitely adjusts to that, um, you know, and you get sore early on. And then after a few weeks, you, your body adjusts and stuff. But what I'm hearing from you is part of it's part of it's like kind of ignorance on people's side that you don't have to run. You don't have to sprint for an hour to get results. You can go for 10, 15 minutes at a slower pace and build yourself up. Um, so there's kind of some ignorance I think out there. Um, and definitely I fall in that category sometimes where I think about doing cardio or running and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just, I can't do it today. But if you just get moving and, and you just get going, you know, it's not too bad and you don't have to put, kill yourself every single day. And the other side of it, it sounds like is it's kind of, it's very, it's a very mental approach. You have to be mentally, pretty mentally tough to consistently run and, and um, uh, develop those strengths. And, and it sounds like you have a good understanding of the process of how to develop and, and improve yourself as a runner. And, and I think that's something that most people, including myself, I'm 33 years old. I've been an athlete my whole life. And I'm just kind of figuring out now, like, man, I can get in really way better shape if I get on the bike and just pedal than if I get on the bike and try to pedal really hard and um you know I wear myself out and then the next day I don't want to do it 
and, and staying consistent is more important than going super hard every day. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned how like mentality is a big part of it. You know, your mentality really can dictate um, how well you do in like a race or how much you go run on that day. You know, I, I, my mentality isn't always obviously the best, you know, some days um, like some practices, like we'll have like a, an important workout that day. And I just, I psych myself out or I, I'm just out of it that day and I'm too hard on myself sometimes and I realize that and so sometimes during bad practices um, because my mentality is already bad I don't perform to the level I was supposed to and then that just makes it worse and then it just spirals down into you know a bad day like a bad day at practice a bad day completely and you know it's it's important to know that that's okay. You're gonna, you're not every day is gonna be, you know, your best practice or your best race. Obviously, like, you know, there's gonna be some days where you, you could have done better or you could have had a better practice and it's okay. Like, you just have to learn that it's okay. And that's still something I'm learning because sometimes I am too hard on myself and I realize that I have to, like, it's just okay. It's fine. Like, you know, it was just a better race. Like, just do better next time. So that's something that um, I'm trying to work on. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone that is competitive or passionate about something skill-based is has that internal monologue and, um, uh, and is constantly fighting that battle. Some days, and, and the, the higher you rise, the better you get, kind of the better your ability to, to dictate that monologue and keep that monologue positive. But I don't think anyone ever gets like 100% positive. There's always kind of an internal like saboteur who's that my, that voice in your mind that's kind of telling you negative things or you, you're not doing well today and keeping you down and you know the constant it's constant work to kind of figure out how to push that out on those days and, and, and get get positive and turn a bad day into a good day um, that's what my college coach used to say I would be wrestling or whatever and you know I'd just be like I just don't you know I just I want to be better today it just feels like I'm not moving right he's like oh you gotta turn it around in your head you gotta make today you may gotta make a bad day a good day um I think that's something we all deal with all the time um so moving more towards into that kind of mental aspect how do you define success in uh are you do you like track and cross country or, or is there one that's kind of a little bit more appealing to you um well, I've always liked track more than cross country. I mean, I still love them both, but I think sure. track is just, I don't know. It's a little it's bit. Just, I just, yeah, because I mean, cross country, obviously it's just like one like long three mile race and track, you know, you can, you can do an 800 and maybe uh, the two mile or the mile and, you know, it, you yeah. can have, you know, more, um, you know, diversity like that. Yeah. So yeah. Are, you, are you a distance runner most of the time? Yeah, I am. Okay. Awesome. So what, now that we got that out of the way, I kind of know a little bit more about your background as far as what you, what events you do, what do you define as success in, in track or cross country? Um, I think it's just, you know, leaving it all out on the track or out on the course, just finishing that race and thinking, yeah, that was the best I could do today. Like I could not have done it any better. That's the best I can do. Um, I think that's really how I define success because 
I think sometimes um, some people get like caught up in, oh, what place did I get? Or, you know, did I beat this one person? Or, you know, did I uh, beat this time that I wanted to be, you know, and that, that can, that, that's also good. But if you focus too much on that, sometimes you'll like wear yourself out and then it would just like, it just won't be good. So as long as I feel like I did the best that I could, and that sometimes means differently in different races. So in one race, it might mean, oh, I beat that time. But I also, you know, um, when I was back in uh, the second mile, when I felt like I wanted to stop and like give up, I kept pushing and I um, put in 10 quick steps, you know, like it's also, it's kind of a combination of um, did I stay positive during the race and did I use that positive positivity to help me push through when I felt like I was done and I couldn't do it anymore. Absolutely. So it's kind of like a battle against yourself continually. Um, do you ever like set a goal for every race or something like, like basing your time, not necessarily, like you said, not on the wins and losses, but you know, uh, I'm going to run it. I want to run this race in this amount of time. And, and that's kind of my goal. And if I don't meet that, I, 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 did, I know I didn't do my best today. Did, did those kinds of things happen? Yeah, I do that mostly for track though, because in cross, I mean, all the courses are differently. Some have more hills than others and, you know, so in track, I definitely do focus a lot more on my time and wanting to get a PR or just wanting, if it's the start of the season, wanting to break a certain time or, you know, get to that certain time. In cross, um, it's more of like, did I stick with this pack of girls that I knew I could stick with? And if not, why didn't I stick with them? You know, it's not more, it's not about like, did I beat them? It's, did I stick with them and was able to keep that consistent pace with them and race them? Was that, was I able to do that? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, you know, keeping up with people that are pushing you is, is definitely something that um, I have, uh, I've dealt with as well <laughs> In, on a wrestling mat, you know, just trying to survive and, Hey, can I, can I, uh, you know, push this guy or, or, or not, you know, kind of be back down. Um, definitely something I could relate to. Um, do you ever feel like you go out and, and you, you run a race and, and um, you think you're give you give it your all and, and then you see your time and you're like, Oh man, I, I could have done so much better. This is, I didn't give my all today. Does it ever flip flop like that for you? Does anything like that ever happen? Yeah, uh, like, yes, a lot. It's happened a lot. And I think that has to do with, again, just, you know, I maybe um, during the race, I might, you know, be psyching myself out or even if like during during a race, if something happens, like if the second or well, the first mile, I have a good consistent pace, but then the second mile, my mile time drops. Um, that that just kind of psychs me out and it kind of um, kind of not ruins the race, but it just kind of, you know, it, it's like, oh, you know, I'm already messing up like the, the, it's, it's bad. It's going to be bad. And so then sometimes I'm like, OK, you know what, this third mile, pick it back up. You know, you're going to be fine. And then I think I finished strong and I 
no, I, I picked it up the third mile and I'm going to be fine. And then I look at my time and I'm like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. And that really, like, it, it's upsetting, obviously, because you're like, oh, I thought I did, again, the best I could with what I had. And it just, it wasn't what you were expecting. And that's when, you know, at practice, I'll be like, okay, if you want to do better next race, you have to, you know, um, this uh, practice race, this practice, you have to go all out, like go hard, you know, try to do everything you can so that next race that doesn't happen again. Do you ever need any, you feel like you get some coaches guidance when you have those days, you ever like, oh, I thought I, I thought it was going to be better than this. And they, they kind of, what do they tell you in that situation? What are the, what are the tips they give? Coach Peterson is very honest with us. She never sugarcoats anything or anything, you know, so she'll, she'll be honest with me when, when she's like, you could have done better, you know, she'll tell me it. She, she'll be like, you could have done better. You know, I don't, you have to get out of your head, you know, something, you know, just next race, just, you know, have a better mentality. And she's, I really appreciate that she's really honest with us and she always like tells us um, the truth and how she sees it. And so whenever I do have like one of those bad days, she's, she's like, you know, you just have to get out of your head and just focus on the race, focus on the girl in front of you or focus on um, what I'm telling you, you know, like even just small, like the smallest things such as your form, can get you a long way. Just focus on it. And remember, you've been training for this since the summer. You know, you're, you're ready for it. You, you're you psyching yourself out and thinking you're not, but you're ready for it. You've been training. You've ran miles and miles and miles. You got it. Mm -hmm. So do you ever need like, um, like a conversation from her where you're kind of like, you know, I thought I was doing my best and she has to tell you and like, you've got more in the tank, you've got more in you and you need to, it's, it's almost hard to hear, but it, it reinforces or, or motivates you to kind of pick yourself up. Yeah. Especially this last cross season, it was just really weird because of obviously COVID and everything. So yeah, I had a lot of those talks with her and, and like I said, she was honest and she was like, you know, you, you can do more. I know you can. And I, I need to hear that once in a while because then that kind of um, motivates me again to be like, yeah, like she thinks I can do more, then I can do more. You know, I, I can I can get that time I want. I can, um, uh, you know, I can stick with those pack of girls that I know I can. Nice, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's great that you have Coach Peterson there. I know Coach Peterson was a Division One runner, too, so she really knows her stuff. Um, she knows what's going on out there. Um, keeping on the mental side of things, what, um, what, are your, what are your biggest strengths as a runner? Um, my biggest strength, I think, um, it might be when keeping – tough when I'm running as in like with um, when I'm running with like a pack of girls you know like thinking okay you know these are kind of my level let me stick with them and then when I fall back or if I do fall back 
kind of thinking, oh, you know, they're still at my pace. I can still keep up with them, you know, kind of not giving up and still trying, even though it's not um, preferable situations. I still try and try and try. So perseverance. Perseverance, always, always giving your best effort. You think that's yeah. And, and what's the area that you need to work on the most to, to maybe achieve some of your goals? Um, sometimes, again, being too hard on myself. Um, so sometimes when, obviously, I don't accomplish what I want to, I um, beat myself up over it. And, you know, it will um, sometimes if I have a bad race, then the next day at practice, um, that bad mood and um, situation that happened will kind of rub off on practice and make that practice go bad. Just because I, you know, I again, I'm hard on myself and, and it's hard to get out of that mindset of, oh, you did like, well, in my head, like, oh, I did so bad, you know, like it was, it was such a bad race. And so then at practice, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. So it sounds like those mental, the mental part of it is the most challenging for you at this point, um, being able to overcome negative events or, or things you perceive as negative events. And, uh, I think for a high school athlete that is, has a high bar and, um, has had some success pretty early in their career, which I know you have, um, that becomes the biggest, uh, oftentimes it becomes the biggest, uh, barrier, you know, the toughest thing to overcome. It's like, you're, you're technically sound. You're, you're, you're always going to be, um, a high quality opponent, um, for lack of a better word. It's, it's how do I get the most out of every training session? So that, that's my next question. What do you do to get the most out of every training session? Um, I, I try to, if I have goal times, obviously try my best to hit those goal times and try my best to just run as if I were racing, obviously not to the, the, the pace uh, per se, but you know, how tough I'm staying throughout the four mile run or the five mile run or how tough I'm staying through the last 800 or the last um, 400 out of all the five we've done, you know, trying to every, if we are doing, um, you know, repetitions of 800s or 400s, trying to do better or stay consistent as the last one. So, um, you know, kind of guiding myself off of, can I do better? And if I can do better, then do it. Race or run as if you were racing. So it sounds like a lot of, you know, we get, you get a lot of repetitions as physical repetitions. It sounds like yeah. to get the most out of a um, training session for you is you're doing those mental repetitions too. You're putting yourself in the place of a race in the place of this is important to do the best I can. Don't just kind of um, give up or, or take it easy because it's practice. You have to put yourself um, in a um, race situation every single time in order to kind of help build those uh build that ability to, to do it then within the race do you ever do use any kind of visualization outside of practice outside of competition 
Um, I've, I mean, I've tried, I mean, in middle school, my coach would also say, you know, like visualize yourself in the race, you know, visualize when you're going to start, um, you know, giving that last kick or when you're going to, um, start or when are you going to try and, uh, get a quick 10 steps in and also coach PD has, you know, um, told me that and, you know, try to think of yourself physically in the race and what you're going to do. And it, it, I've done it a couple times and it's, it's just, it's something that not, it doesn't really work for me as much. Um, but I know that's a good strategy that a lot of my friends um, who are obviously also runners um, use and it, it works for them. So. Yeah. It's, it's one of those weird things. I was kind of on the fence about it too. It was, I, I would do it a lot as an athlete and um, not a lot, but, you know, and from what I can tell, it's people that do it consistently have the most success with it. So if you can take five to 10 minutes a day to visualize yourself doing something really well, then you're and be consistent with that. It seems to be something people feel makes a difference. Um, and if you're kind of doing it once in a while, it feels awkward. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and I definitely that's kind of where I was with it. I tried and tried um, throughout my career. I don't know if I really sought the benefits of it. Um, but the problem for me was the consistency because um, I wasn't super disciplined all the time with um, with my with my sleep. I would um, I would always probably get enough sleep, but it would be like, all right, tonight, today I could sleep till ten, and tomorrow I can only sleep till eight. So I didn't really have like a wake up routine situation. So that's probably the best time to do is right when you wake up. So I would try to do it before bed and then I couldn't sleep because I was all jacked up thinking about what I was doing. So um, it's an interesting thing. You hear a lot of great athletes talk about that visualization, but definitely it seems to be very difficult to put into practice all the time. Um, Brenda, what are some of the adversities you've had to overcome? Not necessarily just in track or cross country, but in life as well. Um, not to sound repetitive, but again, just the whole idea of being too hard on myself and learning to, um, you know, let it go sometimes. And even like in school or something, if I get a grade that I know I could have done better on, then I, um, you know, that, that kind of ruins the day for me. Just because I I have um, you know very big goals for myself, and sometimes I am too eager to get to those goals as quick as possible, and that um, can be not the best thing sometimes because I'll you know I'll if one uh, minor thing sets me back, then that's that for me in my head that sometimes is like the end of the world you know just because it's like you know uh, stopping me from getting to my goal um as fast as I want to yeah absolutely um definitely dealing with those mental parts and, and you're talking about you have high goals high bar for yourself are you uh, are you talking about your academics um what do you mean when you say you have other high goals outside of not just your athletics but other things yeah, I mean, it's, you know, kind of, you know, getting to a good college and being able to 
I want to be a vet. So that's like another like high goal for me, you know, like um, trying to get um, as many A's as possible, you know, I on my report card and, and just, you know, trying to um, in terms of sports, you know, maybe make it a state or, you know, um, do my best performance at state, um, uh, you know, depending on what that means. So you, you qualified for state as a freshman in cross country, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So you've already been there. So do you have higher goals than just getting back to state? Yeah. So I, I, so I want to, at some point, hopefully be all states, which is again, a very high goal. Um, I was close last time. And so I think I can, I can get there. Um, and then also um, my time, cause it's on the same course, trying to obviously uh, get better every year. And the first uh, main goal every season is obviously first make it to state. Sure. Um, and then from there, you know, try to maybe all state and beat my time. All right. So, you know, I, I'm not a goal setting expert. I'm not necessarily an expert in anything, but I, you know, I, I find this stuff fascinating and I love talking with kids about it. And the way to really set those goals is to, to, and, and to think about it from a mentality standpoint, from my experiences, I'm going to do this. And I've noticed you're kind of nervous about it. Like you're almost unsure, like, yeah, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. Tell yourself, I'm going to do this and write it down. I'm going to be state place winner. I'm going to be state champion because you got two, two, three years left. You got three years of track and two years of cross country. That's a lot of time for a kid that's a state qualifier as a freshman. Uh, uh, you know, you, you should have high goals for yourself, high expectations. And it sounds like you train and you do all the right things. There's no reason uh, a kid like you shouldn't have that kind of goal and be able to say it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Cause those girls that are running at the state meet next to you, most of them are thinking that I'm going to be a state placer. I'm going to be a state champ. I'm going to do this. Um, and there's nothing wrong with saying it and believing it and, and going full force at it. And, uh, I know we just met, we don't know each other real well, but anytime I have a kid on here, because it, we all do it, we all are like, I don't want, I don't want to sound silly by saying this high level goal, but say it that way because that's how you're going to get there. Saying it to yourself every day, writing it down, looking at it. That's what you need to do. Um, and I know you don't know me from, from anybody, but I want it for you. You know, I, I want it for, for all kids at Wheeling to, to have high goals, to get after those goals and hopefully achieve those goals. And there I am saying, hopefully achieve those goals um, so that you, you can have all that success, you know, and, and, you know, you have a high goal of being a vet. It's probably easier to place at state than it is to be a vet. You know, so if you can be a vet, you can place at state. Um, think and just trying to think about things that way and put some of those things you want to accomplish into more definitive language. And I think that could go a long way for you. Um, but I, I definitely uh, uh, appreciate those thoughts and, and those those feelings and, and goals. And I, I think it's it's awesome to have a kid like you and and. Um, who's a, a competitor clearly and, and 
is really going to be successful. And, and uh, anything, uh, I think anything any uh, coach can do around the building, we're here for every single kid. So um, keep pushing yourself, keep those goals high. Um, let's talk a little bit about confidence. And it sounds like this is something that maybe is a struggle for you, but where do you think you confidence comes from? Um, so yeah, confidence is a struggle for me. I just, um, and I tend to think, I, I tend to compare myself a lot to other people and that doesn't really, you know, um, help with my confidence. Um, but I would say my confidence comes from just how well I've um, prepared for something. So obviously the more prepared I am, the more confident I'll feel, you know, that's pretty much, I guess, the same for um, anyone I can think of. Um, but then when I start comparing myself to others, that confidence that I have from being prepared kind of goes away because I, you know, I am like, oh, but this person can uh, run 10 seconds faster than me or her time this year or um, last year at this course was faster than I have even like done, you know? And it's um, that comparison, it can be good sometimes because, you know, you it can help push you. But um, when you do it too much, it can really hinder your confidence. And then that just, it kind of, it goes bad. <laughs> Certainly, certainly. So preparation, your preparation, that's what most people say, preparation. The more I do something, the more I feel confident and prepared for it. Um, and you brought up comparing yourself to others, which is, which is very interesting, especially cross country where, um, you know, you're looking at times, right? My best time is this. Oh man, this guy, this person way better than my best time. How, how could I possibly beat them? Um, you know, and then all of a sudden now your confidence is low and, and you don't perform your best. Um, it's something I think everyone struggles with is, is not comparing yourself to others. And, um, I don't, again, one of those things, I don't think anyone ever masters that, but, um, you know, you just, it, you have your best race on a day when maybe they're in their head because you're on the, on the line next to them too. Um, and you keep, keep improving yourself and you keep preparing, um, and, and try to keep those thoughts of this person did this or that person did that out of your head and, and have your best race every single day for sure. Um, but definitely, definitely that's dangerous territory comparing, comparing ourselves to other people for sure. Um, and a lot of times they're just as scared and they're comparing themselves to someone else too. So um, hopefully you could use that to your advantage. Um, let's move into Oh, I got one last one for kind of the mental aspect. So it's, uh, you know, 30 seconds before the race is about to start, you're on the line. What, what's going through your head? Um, you've worked hard for all for this. You know, this is all you've been working for. Um, you've done it before. You can do it again. It's not much different. You know, there's girls, you've seen these girls before at other races. You know, like I try to, um, you know, find the girls I've been able to stick with. And, you know, I'm like, okay, those are the set of girls you need to stick with. You know, you can stick with them and then um, just stay tough throughout. You've worked for it. You can do it. 
So just those constant positive thoughts, positive thoughts. Yeah. That's, that's great. Awesome. Um, so I want to jump into some more, I call them big picture questions or kind of more about life and in general. Um, so what do you think is different about being a Wheeling high school student athlete compared to some other schools? Um, I think the, how close you, um, the, the bonds you form with your team, you know, it's not just, um, the sport, but you know, there's like, you really form a friendship with all of them, you know, um, you, you go out and do stuff. Well, not now, obviously because of COVID, but you know, you, you go out and you do stuff and, um, it's that, that motivating factor between each other and the coaches too, you know, um, but kind of wanting to prove to everyone else, like, oh, I'm a wheeling high school athlete, you know, I am just as good as anyone here, and you go out and you do it, kind of wanting to represent wheeling, and being proud of representing wheeling, and going out there, and representing wheeling as good as you can. Awesome, so if you like, you, you've developed good bonds here, you, you, you like being a Wheeling High School student, you're proud of being a Wheeling High School student, you want to um, kind of show that off when you, as a competitor, which is great. What do you think, what are some things that you or students in general really like about Wheeling High School as a school, maybe not even necessarily in athletics? Um, I think um, having people from all types of different backgrounds, you know, just everyone can get along with everyone. And it's just, you know, it's, it's um, interesting to um, be able to learn about like so many different things just because so many people are, are into different things. Um, so many people have so many different backgrounds. So many people, um, you know, are a part of, you know, different um, clubs or activities and learning because so many people are into so many different things is pretty cool, you know, being able to learn about different interests and different um, things people like to do is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And I, I've heard a couple kids say that as well, where it's, it's kind of like there's this come as you are, accept everyone from a, a large amount of the population of kids at the school where oh, this person's into that. It's really cool. If you talk to them about it, they, they'll tell you about it. And, and it, you know, my experience wasn't really like that. And that might've just been my perception. Um, but I, I just kind of felt like there's this group over here. There's that group over there. There's this, and, and when I talk to kids at Wheeling, they don't always necessarily feel that way. Um, they feel like everyone is, is pretty accepting, which is really cool to hear. It's really cool to be a part of. Um, what are some things you know, you think maybe Wheeling High School could do better? Um, I think um, encouraging more people to, and kind of contradicts what I was saying, but there's obviously still some people who, you know, aren't as um, confident or aren't as, you know, outgoing to join these different um, activities or be, you know, in different interests, I think Wheeling could do, um, uh, could improve on just 
motivating these different, you know, kids and students to go out there and go for it. And sometimes um, different activities and the, because it's such, um, there's so many different types of, of people with different interests that can help, you know, um, help someone be like, oh, this is what I'm interested in. Let me, let me join it. But I think um, really kind of encouraging them as well, not just the students, but also wheeling can help. Yeah, so that, I think that's something that as a staff we talk about and hear about all the time is trying to get more kids involved in different things, whatever their interest might be. And, and that's something that has been a challenge, I think, for the, for the, the staff here is, is how do we get more kids to buy in and get involved in something that they're interested in? Um, do you think there's anything that, that we should be doing more of to, to promote that more? I think showing um, that how close some of these activities or clubs or, you know, these different um, groups of people are and how, like, accepting they are. Like, you know, sometimes some people are scared because they're like, oh, well, I don't know, you know, it's kind of, it's it's scary to go into, you know, a, a group of people who are all interested in the same thing just because, you know, you're like, oh, what if I'm, like, completely different from them and then it's it's you know it's it's scary so I think kind of showing that like everyone is like welcoming we're like you know the the group will be welcoming to you you know it's it's there's really nothing to be scared of like you can go ahead and and join and you'll be accepted you'll be welcomed yeah for sure I had this kid on here his name's Joseph Schaefer uh he's actually your age you might know him um <laughs> he's a really nice nice kid and uh, I said, you know, what, what, what do you think uh, kids need to be on the wrestling team? What should, what, what do kids need to do? And he goes, if you have a good vibe, you can be on the wrestling team. And I thought that was a great answer. Um, and I hope that's an answer for every, every, uh, for every activity or most activities where if you're just a nice person, good, you know, want the best for yourself and for people around you, you, you can be a part of anything. Um, so, I, and I think that's kind of maybe what you're getting at a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know, just kind of having everyone else in mind as well, you know, just wanting the best for everyone and wanting, you know, um, the best experience for everyone, just as long as you have that. And, and obviously you're just like a nice person that everyone will welcome you no matter what. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so let's jump back into like more Brenda, uh, oriented question. So Brenda, what you've got gotten into this a little bit, what's your vision for yourself after high school? Um, I want to run in college. Um, you know, I think I want to go D1. You know, I, um, while obviously doing school and, and wanting to become a vet, um, so go through that whole process. But yeah, I, I see myself running in college. So uh, Division One running. Do you have like a school that's like, man, it would be great. This would be my kind of dream school or? Not really. I, um, I guess I'm just kind of waiting to see which, you know, which schools come to me and just, Looking. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure if you keep up the great work you've been doing there, there'll be plenty of them. Um, do you think you'll be matching up kind of veterinary schools with or, or whatever it takes to get into veterinary school with with the running programs and yeah um ultimately uh vet is the 
the ultimate goal. So I'm willing to, you know, sacrifice some running for it just because, you know, that's being a vet is what it like my main, main goal. Are you doing anything right now to kind of prepare for, for trying to be a veterinarian or is there, is there kind of like some classes you can take here at Wheeling or some volunteer hours or anything like that going on? The, the closest thing is intro to health and that whole program, which, which does help. Um, and there was also this, uh, new, um, program that, um, was posted that you can apply to. And it's like, you know, some classes, um, on weekends and stuff. And I've applied to that and it's, it helps you become a vet and it's, um, in Chicago. So hopefully that goes well and I get into it. Awesome. Awesome. Have you ever thought about anything outside of just like a career after college? Have you thought about like what your you kind of think your life will be like? Um, no, it's been, I've been really like laser focused on, you know, finishing um, school and, and getting to there, to that point. So that's really what I, I just, that's just been my focus. Kind of where you're at. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to think about that. Those things kind of do fall into place a little bit more as, it, as you grow up and you kind of learn what you like, what you don't like. Um, what, what, what do you think is success for Coach Peterson, for you and, and the rest of the team? Um, I think it would be just overall improving as much as we can from the start of the season. I guess for her, like watching us go from, you know, at the beginning of summer, barely running three miles to by the end of the season, being able to do up to eight or maybe nine sometimes like that, that big, um, you know, that, that progress that you can really see, I think is, is success for her. Like being able to be like, yeah, see, they've, they've trained all this time and I've helped them train all this time. And now they're here, you know, they started, um, way low, but now they can do so much more than they thought they could, you know, just encouraging us and, you know, watching us be as successful as she thinks we can be. And, and her, um, watching us realize that we can be as successful as she thinks we can be. Absolutely. So, so, I mean, that sounds like a great coach, someone who's just looking for improvement, looking for you to do better, to be your best. Um, that, that's awesome. What do you think is success in the eyes of your parents for you? Um, I, I think they just want me to do my best. I mean, my, my dad's always like, you know, you, you can do like, if I'm ever feeling like, I don't know, weird about a race I have the next day, he's like, as long as you like go out there and you, you do all you can, like, I'm going to be proud of you. And same with my mom. They're like, you know, as long as you put it all out there, you're going to be fine. You know, we'll be proud of you. And, and, you know, even if that, like sometimes I didn't have the best race as long as I put it out there they're going to be proud of me so it's like kind of showing them that I have done everything I can in that race to get the results that I got sure and it sounds like your parents are super supportive and and just proud of 
the person that you are and, and the competitor that you are and all the things that you do. And um, it's awesome to have people like that in your life for sure. I was fortunate enough to have uh, my dad was, was into my stuff too. And, you know, was really supportive and um, you know, did a lot of things I think that helped, helped me some wrestling parents can be a little nutty. Um, it's, it's kind of like a stereotype in wrestling, you know, dads can be really hard and hard on their kids. And my dad wasn't like that at all. Um, so definitely uh, awesome to have. And something I try to promote to my team is that no matter what happens when you go out there, I'm still going to love you, right? I'm still going to be your coach. I'm not going to kick you off the team for losing a match or performing badly. Your parents are still going to love you. You know, they're not going to kick you out of the house or, or not feed you or something. All right. They're, they're going to be proud of you just for, just for being here. And no matter what you do, they're always going to love you. And I think that is something that really for me helped take a lot of pressure away. Um, and I think it does yeah. for a lot of kids. Um, knowing yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the, I was just going to comment on the pressure aspect of it. You know, it can, it can be hard to kind of lose yourself in that pressure, you know, um sometimes it's like there's so much um there's so many people looking at you for you know for you to be successful and so many people kind of and and they do it with their best intentions you know like um rooting for you and being like oh like I know you're gonna win or I know you're gonna you know get this time or I know you're gonna and and that can sometimes even though they're doing it like from a good place and they're seeing it from a good place it can it can get overwhelming um, all that pressure to, you know, um, do or reach their expectations sure. can be really stressful. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that kind of comes from, maybe that's not even pressure from them. They're not, they're not interpreting it as pressure, right? They're just saying, Hey, yeah. good luck. Go out there. You're going to do great. You're going to win this race or whatever. And it makes you feel like, Oh my God, these people expect me to win. Like, what if I don't, right. what if I, you, yeah. all of a sudden you get those demons coming in your head questioning you and so it, it again comes back to you and that internal mind game with yourself and pushing that out and, and being able to figure that out and it's something that's you know I, I, when you're in an individual sport like cross country or track uh, or wrestling I, I think that pressure is is different because it's all on you right there's no someone says you're going to do great. It's not like, well, at least I got my teammates to depend on. I mean, you're kind of like when it, when it's go time, you're out there by yourself. And um, if you don't do it, there's, there's only one person to point to. Um, so it, it definitely can be emotionally and, and mentally difficult. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's um, I mean, it's something I've, I've struggled with since, since middle school, you know, just that pressure and um, learning to, not really let it get to me yeah. and trying to, you know, um, kind of put it aside and focus on myself and what I can do and the goals I have for myself and what the, go the goals my coach has for me. For me. Yeah, absolutely. Go right back to that process of running your best race, doing all the th controlling the things you can control. And then in the back of your mind, knowing that anyone that's, it's, looking for you to be successful it's because they have your best interest in mind and nobody's going to look at you any different dependent upon your results um even though that's really i mean it's way easier said than done but um you know there's the process and with the process in mind you got to kind of keep going through those steps 
So we're about out of time here, Brenda. I always like to try to end on one question and I, you know, the name of the podcast is what does it take? So what does it take to be a runner at Wheeling High School? Um, dedication, dedication and um, perseverance, I think. Yeah. I think definitely those two things, definitely. Um, all right, Brenda, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Um, Thank you. So you have a great rest of your day. And uh, I'll see you soon, hopefully. Thanks, you too.